This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Hendrik and the band for ministering to us. God bless you guys. Welcome to you in your home. Uh, for now, you are still in your home, and uh, I am still at church. Um, and it is interesting, I shared it last time as well. It is interesting to be in church and it's empty, but I'm still preaching my heart out um, in faith. Uh, we know that as the word goes out over, over the means, the media, that it can still impact hearts, but we are excited to see what the future holds and we can't wait to be back together again but what um, <clears throat> the lockdown and COVID-19 has taught me personally and us as a church is to constantly do what you can with faith and to see how God actually blesses our efforts as we just don't give up <clears throat> that's been amazing and we want to just encourage you with the same message live out your faith to the best of your ability today, in the best way you can, um, and see what God can do. Um, this morning, I want to I want to preach to our hearts. It's quite a devotional sermon this morning, and the title of the sermon is "How to Soften Your Heart," or "How to Soften Your Heart Again." How to soften your heart? or how to soften your heart again. In this life, people will tell you, um, even experts that are not um, specifically Christians, that things that happen in our lives, um, when we get hurt, a life event, sometimes we do these things to ourselves, sometimes as young children they happen to us, sometimes we live in a country where things happen around us, but many things that happens to us can cause us, because of trauma and fear, to close up our hearts. Initially, it is just a reaction. It is just almost like a reflex to protect ourselves. But what can happen in the process is as we put up walls around us, that we can become in our hearts distant from one another or hardened in our hearts. Some of these things that, that can happen, um, which we can fall prey to, um, is even sometimes when we are just overwhelmed with, with need, when we, when we see people in need, um, in, in extreme poverty, or we are reminded about orphans um, or people on the street, it overwhelms us to such an extent that the only way that we can deal with it is almost like to not to think about it. And in a sense, it is a destiny, a distancing that we do with our heart. And if we do it over and over and over, at one stage, we do not see it anymore, okay, because we become distant or hard. Uh, sometimes just a rushed life, uh, if we are extremely rushed, uh, we can become hardened um, and it happens to all of us it surely happens to me we become rushed that we rush across um, needs that within the past when we were younger uh, or maybe maybe at a place where we were connected to God more 
uh, vigorously almost, it would break our heart. It, was, it would stir us to prayer. It would, it would cause us to say, Lord, why, why, why is this so hard for these people? I cry out for them. But as we get more and more rushed, we can get hardened and we rushed past many areas of life. Sometimes hurts and disappointments, um, too much of those, can cause us to say, you know what, I wonder if it's not better for me uh, to feel less. Because the hurt that I felt in this situation was so real to me. It, it caused me to be awake. I got nightmares. If maybe I feel less, I would be safer. And, and if, we, if we do that, we keep on doing that, we can become hard in our hearts. Sometimes it's just fear, like some of the images we saw in the news that happened to our country uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we saw people um, engaging in criminal activities, breaking into buildings, stacking things. Uh, people got hurt, people died. And, and we think, hey, hey, what if this happens in my town? What if this happens in, in, in my house? And, and, and sometimes the only way for us to, to cope is to distance our hearts, not to think of it. And what can happen is that we, we become hard. And uh, it can get very tough when there, when there is a, <laughs> a combination of these things that happens in our lives. But here's the thing. Um, when we harden our hearts, we can surely know that it is being hardened towards God as well. It is a condition of the heart. The heart cannot be divided. Uh, if, it is, if it's becoming hard, it's becoming hard in all areas. Uh, it becomes hard towards our friends, towards our family, towards our spouse, and towards God. We become desensitized from connecting heart to heart. But how do you soften your heart is the question. And of course, I just need to say this straight up. The challenge for us here, uh, for believers, is that we backslide. That's a challenge. Because when our heart hardens, uh, we are prone to backsliding. Because we disconnect from God. And we're just going to look at a scripture. And I'm asking this question, how do you soften your heart? Now, there's one or two terms I just want to talk about. Softening your heart or a hard heart can sometimes be, um, a hard heart can be likened to an unbelieving heart. We'll see that in, in, this, in the scripture just as a, uh, in a second. Or um, you might think of a calloused heart, you know, like a heart that's become hard, almost like a hand that works in the field. It no longer feels, and we need to soften that heart up again. So let's, um, let's, let's read together in Hebrews um, 3 from verse 7. Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness. It's talking about the time when Moses led um, the Israelites out of Egypt for that 40 years. It's what it's referring to in verse 8. Where your fathers put me to the test, 
and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. There's that heart again. And they have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. What we see here is God says that they saw my works. They had access to me, but they hardened. Therefore, I am provoked because in their hearts, they don't connect with what I am putting out for them. That's what we see here. And then we see, they shall not enter my rest. A hard heart or an unbelieving heart cannot enter God's rest. And it speaks of a place of peace, but it also speaks of salvation. Right? This is very interesting um, because sometimes we think by blocking our hearts, by making our hearts hard to all the pain we see, we will find rest and peace. But it's actually the opposite around. If we callous our hearts, if we make it hard, it is actually hard for us to enter rest because it is only with a vulnerable heart that we can enter a receptive heart, the rest of God. But let me not run ahead of myself. Let's go on. Next verse. Take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, uh, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ if we indeed hold to our original confidence firm to the end. Now, I want to read just in the next chapter as well because both Hebrews chapter 3 and 4 talks about the hardening and heart and talks about the Israelites um, in Egypt. So let me just read two more scriptures um, out of Hebrews 4. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, the writer continues with this theme, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. It's a very strong theme, the condition of the heart. And then last two verses. For we do not have an high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, it's speaking here about Jesus, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace in the time of need. Now, let's quickly look at verse 7 to 11. We actually read through it already. And I just want to dissect it a little bit. And then I hope that um, this morning there will be practical, actionable steps for each one of us to soften our hearts once again. The first thing we have to ask if we look at this verse or this section about the hardening of hearts um, is what is the plea to us? What is the scripture wanting to ask of us? What is the case here? What is God bringing to us to wrestle with when we read this section? And at least one of the themes, if it's not the main one, is today do not harden your heart. 
that is the summary of this message of the word this morning that I am here to preach and break open is this. Do not harden your heart today. Right? That is the plea. The next question is, by whom does this plea come? Who asks this of us? Who is asking the question? In verse 7 it says, as the Holy Spirit says, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. It is the Holy Spirit who is walking uh, past hearts and lives in homes today and say, today, do not harden your heart. And he will help us. He will show us how to soften it. But when did he say this? It's another interesting question. When did he say this? Now, firstly, this exodus that the writer of Hebrews talks about happened about 1,200 years before Christ. And it says, and the Israelites had a hardened heart when God was doing all these signs, being with them, that they should take it and soften their heart, but they hardened their heart. 1,200 years before Christ, the Spirit was already asking, soften your heart. Then, it's not on the screen, but about the 900 years before Christ, David writes in Psalm 95, and he says, do not harden your heart. He says the same thing. About... 600 years before Christ, Ezekiel writes in Ezekiel 36, some of you will remember this part, he says, I will give you a heart of flesh for a heart of stone. I will come to that hard heart and I will soften that heart. It's a promise that Ezekiel brings. That was about 600 years before Christ. And now the scripture says in verse 7, today, what do, what do we get from this? This is what we can assume from this. The Spirit has been whispering these words through the ages to hard hearts. Coming to hearts, pleading, appealing. Do not harden your heart. Sometimes scripture will say, do not stiffen your back. I am here to help you soften it. And still today, in your room, where you are watching, or in your car, if you are listening, he is still whispering the very same words to Shofar Hermanus and people beyond, do not harden your heart. So how do you soften your heart then? It's one thing to say, okay, soften your heart, but how do you do it? Let's look at the scripture and see how God ushers us into a soft heart. Now, firstly, don't assume. The first thing about softening your heart is don't assume a soft heart. Don't say, I have a soft heart. I'm a, I'm a soft-hearted person. Don't assume that. Um, assume rather the opposite. Assume rather that, hey, my heart can also be hardened. Don't assume because you are in a church or in a small group that that means already you have a soft heart. That is a dangerous thing to assume. Let me explain. When Jesus was crucified, the Gospel of Luke, there's two criminals crucified, one to the right and one to the left. They see the same Christ. They hear the same insults um, thrown at him. They hear him answer. They see exactly the same thing. The one hardens his neck towards God. And the one softens his heart. Don't think that positioning assumes the condition of your heart. You have to Wherever you are, actively soften your heart. 
The one man says, you come and serve me. Get me off here. Then I will know. If you serve my idol, save me, then I will serve you. The other one says, I just want to be with you forever and ever. Let us consider that the human heart is prone to hardening. That is the first thing we need to remember. Now, okay, we're going to look at Hebrews, and I'm going to give you two things. These are not hard that I trust will be wide enough that you can be creative in softening your heart, but also clear enough that it is practical and clear this morning. Take care, brothers, verse 12, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. Take care, the beginning of verse 12, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. And I'm just going to put it out there. The first thing that I'm saying this morning to everyone is each individual, before we get to us corporately, each individual must take personal care of the hardness of their heart. When the scripture says take care, it is a verb. Um, it is not talking about a sentiment uh, uh, describing. It says, take care. It means there's something you must do. There's an action. Be diligent in taking care of the position of your heart uh, because no one else can do it for you. No one else can do it for it. You must take personal care of your heart. Now, it, it gives us something, but it does not give us everything yet. If we go to Hebrews 4, it speaks on this. It gives us two ways in which we can take personal care, all right? In verse 11, it says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. Okay, for the Word of God is living and active, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. When you take care, if you say, listen, I want to take care of my heart, that it remains soft, the first thing you do is you personally draw near to the Word of God in a very vulnerable way, and you allow the Word of God to come cut in your heart. As the Word of God goes to work, it will help you to discern the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. What is the first thing you do? I want to take care that within my own personal heart there is a softening. Put it under the Word of God and be very vulnerable. Don't read the words from a distance. Bring it near. Let it cut. Let it speak. Have questions. Uh, uh, be... be be blown away by some of the things in there. Have the fear of God in them also, like about the, the phone, someone talk with people, hey, I'm reading this, and I, oh, this is hard for me. That is what the Word should do. Because as you ask and strive with the Word, it is softening your heart if you allow it to. How do you take care personally? Bring your heart under the Word. There's one more thing the Scripture tells us here. 
it says in verse 15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. It is in that section speaking about the Israelites, their hardness of heart and their distance of God. It says, let us therefore draw near that we may receive mercy and find grace. Each individual must take personal care of the hardness of their heart. And here's two things to help you think about it. Draw radically near to the word and draw near to the throne. What that means is come in a time of prayer. To put it simply, come in a time of prayer, but come radically close to God so that you may receive what you need, which is a soft heart, a pliable heart. How do you soften your heart? Take care to do those things that Hebrews offers us. The Bible gives us many ways to soften our hearts, but in this context, we get these two up front. Let the Word do its work, and let the presence of God do its work as you draw very near. You must do it yourself, and this cannot happen once a week. This is a life. All right, let's go on. Um, slide 13, if you want to fly that. So we did take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart. What does it mean? We said, you must take care. You must take action of your own heart. And then, verse 13, but exhort one another. As long as it is called today. That none of you may be hardened. Then he talks about the community. The community community that obeys God in this respect, let us be that community, is a community that will be close to one another today. Because if we think it will happen sometime in the future, we are not the today community. And we need one another today, at this present time. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. What is the second thing we do? Each individual must take personal care of the hardness of God, and then each individual must take personal care, take it personal, of the community God has placed them in. What is your purpose here? Why has God made you a part of this church? To grow personally, 100%, it is there. But then, to serve His body by loving those who need it. And you are one of those. But this this should be a personal thing for each one of us. We should take it very personal. We should connect and be near to one another. That our hearts may remain soft and pliable in times where it is so easy to be hardened. And I know it is because it happens to me.
Then the last thing I want to put on there, and it's not in the scripture, but it's in the Bible, so I'll just add it on there. Each individual must take personal care of the lost around them. That we'll find in Matthew 28 and many other places. So I put it in italics. Let us just remember that. What is my heart for this morning? Is that in a time of distance, in a time where we have been asked to be in our homes, to do church like this, which is not ideal, in a time where we see ourselves so much in our own mirrors, in our own kitchens, our own families, a little bit distance from people that's richer or poorer or need help or sicker or healthier. We distance, we're alone. Let us not harden our hearts. Let it be a time of softening today to prepare us for what God wants to do today in us and through us and our community. I want to pray for us and then I'll just make an announcement after that. Lord, as we come to you this morning, we acknowledge that we know that our hearts are prone to hardening. They harden so fast. And sometimes it's not because, because of, 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 of sin or evil heart that we harden in. Sometimes it's because of fear. Sometimes it's a reaction. Sometimes we are just protecting or we think we are protecting ourselves. And sometimes our, heart, our hearts are hardened because of sin. There's so many reasons, but we ask you that for each one, wherever they are on their journey, that the Holy Spirit will come and bring softness to each and every heart, and that this will be a personal work. And then, that we will come out almost in a sense of our homes, come out of our shells, and be there for one another, so that none of us may have a hard heart as we inspire and serve and love one another. And then may our hearts be ever opened and soft to those who have not yet called unto the name of Jesus Christ. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Um, everyone, the president will speak soon and we will give you guidance from the office side. But for now, for this week, definitely Zoom Connect at 8 will go on. Um, if you've got any questions about that, if you've never heard about that, just ask on the Facebook feed. We would love to connect with you Wednesday night at 8. Uh, it's a call where everyone gets on and we break up into little groups on Zoom and just talk and we do some um, curriculum together. And it's just a good time to meet in the meanwhile. And you are invited. And also, if you don't know what's going on in and around church and you feel distant, Please make contact with us, give us your number, and we will add you to our broadcast list where you will be able to follow exactly what we do every day. God bless you, and see you soon. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.